from a year ago, what I would probably change would get into video faster and sooner, get into TikTok faster, social media more faster. I'd say try to um, hire the right people, um, try to bend the team uh, faster. I'd say those are kind of the points that uh, I should have been doing years ago. I used to chase the ROI all the time, return on investment. And over the course of time, that has evolved into what I call return on life. Hey everyone, this is Randy Dick here on the Return on Life podcast. It's not always about chasing the ROI, but of course, chasing the return on life. And today I've got an amazing guest, Andy Yao out of New Hampshire. I think I'm pronouncing this right, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Is that correct? Uh, it's Portsmouth. I, I, I made that same mistake when I moved over here. It says mouth, but it's... <laughs> Actually, Smith. Okay. Smith, exactly. That's okay, the really well, weird part of that. Awesome. And you're with Remax out there uh, in New Hampshire, and you're an amazing agent, uh, qualified to uh, be part of the 30 under 30, and we're going to get into a bit of that. So just a really awesome agent, very analytical, uh, very sharp on you know crunching numbers and doing that kind of thing. But uh, First off, I, I want to just dive in and let you share a little bit about what you did before you got your real estate license and then what motivated you to uh, actually get your license. So share a little bit about your your past, your present and uh, where you're going, Andy. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, before real estate, um, I, I started a jean denim company called A Kings New York. Uh, very successful, um, but you know, I decided that it wasn't the right career path for me. Uh, my partner has taken it to a whole nother level. Um, so it's uh, an incredible company. Um, and, and so I decided to take a different journey and uh, I was looking for something uh, more entrepreneurial. I have a finance background. Um, so it was either I kind of go the corporate route or I uh, decided to go a more entrepreneurial route. So I decided to take my license. Um, and when I moved to New Hampshire, uh, it was kind of like that stepping change. Interesting. You know, I came from retail as well. So I worked at a clothing store before real estate and then a sports shop and a high-end sports shop. So I got into the, all that technical gear and you'll learn so much, learn so much about how and what to do when people are asking questions. So I'm sure you learned a lot of skills. Oh, absolutely. What were some of the skills that you brought from your your denim business that uh, just translates so easy into real estate? So we, our, our company grew based on uh, a couple of factors. It was sales, the marketing. Um, so the marketing aspect, we did a lot of social media marketing. Uh, we, we did a lot of collaborations with, uh, you know, celebrities and influencers, uh, photographers, um, and, and, you know, that that was one part of the aspect that we had to get really, really good at was the marketing piece, you know, knowing how to use, you know, social media. Um, and the other part was the sales piece. You had to sell your product. You know, you had to uh, door knock. You had to co-call these um, uh, these businesses to, uh, you know, buy your product. And, you know, we had to follow up constantly, show them why our product was very sought out. And so we created a database of, all the boutiques in, in the area of uh, New York. And so we targeted them individually. And, uh, you know, I transferred those techniques of sales and marketing to uh, real estate. And then so you can you can see some of my um, sales uh, with, with, uh, with some of the clients and farming that we do, and also um, our marketing that, that we do. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, um, I always think to myself anyways, when I was really, really young, it seemed like I was afraid of nothing and I would tackle anything. And then you kind of go through a phase where you start thinking about things rather than just acting on it. But at that young age, like when did you start the clothing business? Uh, 17. Yeah. 17. Yeah. 17. No fear, right? Yep, yep, yep. No fear. And, uh, you know, I, I often think of as we gain, you know, a little bit more wisdom, we actually start putting fear in every decision. And fear can be a friend, a foe, um, sometimes, you know, a disruptor of all your 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 inner thinking of how you're going to get things done. But you obviously had no fear at 17. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. If you have fear, you, you won't be able to accomplish what uh, your dreams really. So I, I think, you know, if you do what you want and, and kind of go for it. That's awesome. And uh, has that translated into your real estate business today? Like you still think like, I'm just going for it or you kind of question some of the things that you're, you're making decisions on as far as marketing, uh, ad spend, uh, expenses here and there, or you just go for it? I think you know it. It's definitely had translated really well because now you can uh, put up put up a business plan and say, "Hey, this is what I'm going to do, and this is going to give me X return." Um, so I think that it has really has set up me up pretty well. Um, you know, there's always things to be learned in real estate, and uh, that that's you know um, uh, putting together management skills or building a team. And so those are things that, you know, you, you grow, you, you learn as you grow. Yeah. Right on. And are you building a team today? Yes. Yes. So what does that look like? What's uh, what's team Andy look like today? <laughs> um, so, you know, I'm still a very individual agent, you know, we did 60 sides uh, last year as an individual agent. So um, it, it's still something that I'm growing with. Um, it's, Hiring is not easy, as I know a lot of people are. Uh, training, hiring, it, it's and then managing is also a very uh, hard task. Um, so you know we're in the progress of uh, seeking out uh, buyer agents, listing agents. Um, we have all the uh, marketing intact. In, in uh, so we, you know, I do have an administrative support. Um, so that's. Uh, someone that helps me a transaction coordinator that also helps me um so that's currently my current team but uh you know we're definitely looking to grow um you know more, more people on the team sounds like you're super busy and sometimes you know on this on this podcast return on life you know we talk about balance yeah um, yep, what yep. does that look like but you know there's this saying that uh goes something like this balanced life equals broke <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's a good saying. Balanced life equals broke. So how how does it work for you, Andy? How do you how do you make it work? You've got you're an individual agent, 60 ends or 60, 60 transactions is a lot of business. Um, you're doing all that. You've got some things from the past. You're young. You still want to go out and have some fun and oh, absolutely. People, how do you balance it all? How do you get return on life? as well as the return on investment with your time. Right. So um, I'd say I'm a workaholic. So I'm have I'm still working toward that uh, return on life aspect of it. Um, you know, uh, I believe in if you work hard when you're young, you know, you'll, you'll get that uh, back when you are a little older. Um, and so um, 
we're, we're still starting slowly to working on that. You know, I think one of the aspects is to uh, diversify your incomes, uh, build that team so you can get your time back. Um, so it, it's not something that I uh, completely have uh, mastered yet. Let's go back to the first thing you said. I'm a workaholic. <laughs> um, and I can say that I'm a workaholic too, but uh, yeah. you can see I've got a little bit of gray hair. So I've <laughs> learned a few things along the way. And uh, you you mentioned earlier that you were born in Philadelphia. Yeah. You moved to New York and yes. now New Hampshire. Um, where do you get that work ethic? Where did that come from? Was that from the environments that you're in was that from your family uh watching a mentor like where did that work ethic and that workaholic piece come in because a lot of people don't have it and feel and feel i feel like that less and less people actually have that today where did it come from i i mean i'd say growing up um you know our, our family was um okay, you know, we're not, we weren't uh, well off or anything like that. But, um, you know, growing up uh, wanting to have a better life for my family, uh, for my parents, um, I think that's one of the, one of my goals, um, you know, in the coming years to try to retire them. Um, I think that uh, it's it, it's just based on, you know, one's person's goals, you know, what, what, are, what, are, what are they trying to do, um, you know, in, in, in their life? You know, I think one of my goals is to, kind of change the world and make it better, um, leave a lasting impact. And that's one of my goals. And I can't, I think that um, not, not being able to accomplish that um, is, is, um, it's something that I really want to be able to accomplish. And so that's one of my driving purposes to, um, uh, to be working so hard. Um, and, you know, there's multiple other uh, reasons but I think I'd say, you know, the two main purposes is making a lasting impact and uh, supporting uh, my parents. Wow, that's that's very noble. You know, we all we all need a little bit of purpose and why in our lives. I do a course on that. And so it's always great when I hear somebody that's uh, already got that kind of laid out and, and, and organized in their lives, because I find a lot of people, you know, they go through life. And I meet them in their 40s and 50s, and they still don't quite know what their why or their purpose is. Yeah. Um, what has driven you to like come to that conclusion? You know, and I'm going to say at a young age uh, to really find a purpose, and then of course helping your parents as well. What what's driven that for you? Um, I, I'd say it's um, you know, you you don't you don't live forever, right? And so. Um, if you don't have really have a why or a purpose to kind of go for it, um, then it's kind of pointless. And so um, I, I'd say, you know, what's the driven to, to it? It's like, you know, there, there's a lot more things to the world than just, um, you know, working a nine to five. Um, there's, uh, it, it's, it's, um, it's multiple aspects. Um, so I, I'd say, you know, um, being able to change that world, um, being able to help my family, um, and, and also, you know, be able to, uh, retire early. I think that's also another aspect that I'm looking forward to. Cool. Hey, let's dive into real estate a little bit. What's yep. your daily yep. schedule look like? What's, uh, what's life for Andy? When does it start in the morning? When does it end? What's all the good stuff in between? 
Yep. Yep. So, um, you know, real, you know, being in real estate, you do have kind of a flexible schedule, but, uh, in terms of daily life, I try to get up around 7am. Um, you know, there's days, you know, we sleep over until eight. Um, then we, uh, you know, check my emails, check, make my calls, uh, go on appointments. Um, you know, usually the weekends are packed with, uh, open houses or, uh, showings, but, uh, I think my, uh, daily basis, uh, entails with um, meeting with clients, um, calling clients, emails, making sure my transactions are smooth, um, inspections, appraisals, um, and whatnot. Um, Pretty much that's uh, most of my day, uh, five days a week. Awesome. Uh, Seven days a week, yeah. Awesome. Is there anything unique to anything that you do that's maybe different than somebody else in the marketplace that you're working in, whether it be the way you handle open houses, the way you... uh, you know, work with your clients? Is there something unique that uh, you should share with our audience? Yeah, um, so um, I do a lot of video. Uh, so we've been, in, been in implementing a lot of video marketing. Um, we've, uh, we have we do a vid, two minute videos on our uh, listings and we, uh, we shoot that down to a less than a minute for a reel for engagement purposes. Um, and we do a lot of targeted ads. Um, uh, which, which really helps with the exposure. You know, this could be, you know, Facebook ads, TikTok ads, Instagram ads, um, you know, and, and so I also specialize in multifamily properties. And so, um, you know, I help people, um, you know, become financially free through multifamily investing. And I think that's uh, a really great thing. Um, and also being able to kind of uh, relate with to other investors um, and be able to, um, talk the same numbers. Yeah, right. Right on you. If you can, if you can run numbers and talk numbers, it's a it's a pretty easy conversion when you've got the right buyer across the table from you. Right. Right. Exactly. Well, that's that's awesome. Um, so, what have you learned maybe in the last year that, or even even two or three years that you go? If I could go back in time, I would certainly change this, or I would incorporate this. If you could go back in time, is there anything that you would do? In your business of real estate today? Um, Would you do more video? Would you have started earlier? Would you um, pick a different sphere of influence or would you pick different clients to work with? You know, anything that... (laughs) I mean, you you have some good clients and some really bad clients. I mean, I'd say every every client uh, makes you... Any bad experience is always... Uh, a good experience because you learn from it. Um, I'd say, you know, from a year ago, what I would probably change would, you know, get into video faster and sooner, get into TikTok faster, social media um, more faster. Um, I'd say try to um, hire the right people, um, try to uh, expand the team uh, faster. I'd say those are kind of the uh, points that uh, I should have been doing uh, years ago. And so knowing what you know today, which platform would you spend the most time on when it comes to social? TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, which, which, uh, where you find the best traction? I say Facebook is still my number one platform. Um, you know, your Facebook ads are always uh, the one of the best conversions. Um, I'd say, uh, you know, Facebook, you, you can target a large audience of people without uh, without using any ads. You know, you will have your large friend list. You have a large uh, Facebook groups. You have multiple Facebook groups online that you can post. 
um, and your your engagement rate on Facebook is also very high, um, and it's also um, you know, on the right audience in terms of age. Um, I know I think TikTok um, you're hitting more Gen Z, but uh, there is a large population base on uh, TikTok. I believe like forty percent of the population is now has a TikTok account. So uh, I do think that's great platform, great. Um, mm-hmm. But you're you're also very limited in a sense that um, you can only do videos, right? The thing with TikTok is that probably about ten or fifteen percent of realtors are on TikTok, and so I think you have a pretty good opportunity there to to gain some some big market share in your. Oh, absolutely! I think in the next five years, when Jane, the Gen Z is you know older, to be able to purchase properties. Uh, whoever was the first starter in uh, TikTok, you, you know, having a following base in TikTok would probably be uh, have it be in an advantageous spot. Yeah. Let's talk about gifts because we all have yeah. gifts. God gives us some gifts. Some of us get one gift. I'm going to say I got maybe one or two gifts. Others get more. What are some of the gifts that you have? Or let's call them superpowers, gifts, whatever. What is a superpower or a gift that Andy has? I'd say I'm incredibly lucky to um, be able to be doing real estate and being able to learn about real estate. I think that real estate was uh, kind of a life-changing um, event and uh, definitely has changed my life. Um, I think that's a definitely a great gift from um, that that was given to me. Um, being able to learn um, real estate, being able to learn finance, being able to be financially savvy and be being educated, I think that's uh, a good gift. Well, can I go back? Born in Philadelphia, yeah. Living in New York, starting the denim business in New York. Yeah. How did you end up in New Hampshire? Like, why New Hampshire? <laughs> yeah. So New Hampshire is a population of 1.3 million people, and so um, you know it, it's a fraction of what it is of New York City, for that matter. And uh, people always ask me why, um, and so. Uh, when I was, you know, doing my research on which states to move in, I needed kind of like a refresh, a new change. Um, new Hampshire stood out. It was the number two best state to live in, uh, according to some rankings. Um, and it's also uh, one of the states that have no income tax. So you're the only state in the East Coast. Um, that, you know, there's Florida, there's Texas, uh, but the only state in the East Coast that has no income tax and uh, being in finance and, you know, trading in the stock market, that was uh, huge because uh, New, New York had a 13% state tax, um, New Hampshire had zero. Um, so that that was one of my reasons I uh, decided to move to New Hampshire and I decided to pick the best city in New Hampshire, which was Portsmouth. And um, that was what made me, made my move. I love it ever since. It's, a, it's an incredible uh, state. What's the average price, the median price in uh, Portsmouth? Median price in Portsmouth is around 600000 Okay. Yeah. Good. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, do you have a vision board? No, I don't. I don't. I mean, I, 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 mean, I, I think I envision it every single day, you know, like not every single day, but I, 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 I think I know what you mean by that. It's, uh, you know, your goals and where you want to be. And, uh, I, I envision it, uh, quite a lot because I think that's a, an important, 
uh, I, I like your answer. I like your answer because I, I think our imagination is the most powerful vision board that we have. And oh, the absolutely. Most vivid. I mean, we can take a picture of the beautiful sunset or the sunrise, and it's just never the same as what we've seen yeah. through our eyes. We can show that picture to whoever, but it's never what we saw with oh, our eyes. So I think it's really important what you shared is continue to always envision, you know, what that looks like, what your life wants, you know, what you want your life to look like, um, things, places, people that you want in your life, always keep bringing that up. So I like your answer. I like your answer a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so you've had this business idea of travel, of denim, now of real estate. Is real estate the biggest and best idea you've had? No, uh, I think that real estate is kind of the stepping stone to my next, um, the next thing that I want to do. I think that, um, I think we currently we have an issue with uh, affordability of housing and uh, there's just not enough supply in this market. And what I want to do, um, you know, going forward and and, and uh, having got there yet, but I do want to try to figure out this, um, the, 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 the crisis of uh, affordability. So if we can try to figure out how to make housing more affordable um, at some point, uh, that's pretty much my next venture um, that I, I would like to do. That's a brave adventure. Brave venture. It's big, um, yeah. Do you, do you have anything that you want to share on that? Uh, how you see us overcoming affordability and, uh, you know, the crisis of, of real estate? I mean, I'm sure it's similar to to uh, what's happening around North America where supply is limited. Is supply limited in your in your local market? Yeah, yeah, pretty tight. I think our local market's down almost 50% of new for new listings year over year, which is uh, very, very tight. Wow. And and one of the problems I foresee is that we're, we're kind of over-regulated and getting something approved is almost, you know, an endless journey of frustration. True. So, um, that's happening everywhere. So I'm just curious, do you have any great ideas? Um, I'm, I'm still, we're still thinking it. I know I have some time to kind of think about that process, but, um, you know, what, what I see, uh, some of these companies out there are doing with, uh, Boxable. I think that's also, uh, with the, with the tiny homes and, um, uh, 3d printing. I think that's uh, an incredible, uh, te technological advancement, uh, at this time. And I think that if we can somehow utilize that and, um, make it more, uh, more mass, mass, um, through, through the population that would definitely um uh, help but i mean it's it's going to be it, it's not something in stone at the moment at this time but it's something that i'm trying to work towards so. right on you know i think one day we'll see a, a 600 square foot house that looks literally or plays out feels like it's like 12 14 1500 square feet because of the way that we'll design them right have you know virtual rooms within rooms kind of thing yeah yeah. So I think uh, that is the future where we're going to see very small homes, but they feel very large. Oh, that's that that that'll be definitely incredible. I, I look forward to that um, that that day. Mm -hmm. So, what's the biggest challenges that you think uh, yourself will face in real estate in the next one three years, one to three years? Any big challenges coming up? You think? I'd say you know. Uh, challenges would be, you know, there is a supply issue for uh, real estate. I think um, uh, the housing issues aren't going to improve, um, and we're, you know, you know, go, 
going going forward, I think that that's going to continue to be a problem. Um, and I think that will be a challenge for uh, realtors just to um, have any inventory to uh, sell. But in terms of, um, you know, my challenge, I'd say, you know, also uh, building that team will be one of those challenges. Um, and, uh, you know, being being able to uh, be, be return of life. So I'd say that's uh, one of the things I have to start working on. Cool. Hey, let's stay there, return on life. So who is Andy uninterrupted? Yeah. Who are you uninterrupted? So what I mean by that is the phone isn't ringing. It, in fact, you don't even have the phone. It's just you and the quiet. Who is Andy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, during my free time, you know, um, when I, when I have free time, it's, um, I do a lot of travel. We do a lot of photography, you know, I'm, uh, I love to sightsee, um, you know, I love to take pictures of sunset, sunrises. I think those are always incredible moments. Yep. Yep. Love it. Love it. Um, I, I think that, um, being able to connect with friends, socialize, I think that's, uh, uh spend time with family. That's also an, an incredible uh, thing. And that's, you know, something that, you know, love to be working forward to. Okay. Here's a crazy concept. Yeah. Baking or cooking. How would you describe your business? So baking is very precise. You have to put the right ingredients in at the right time. And you don't know how it's going to turn out until you finish baking it. Right. Where cooking is kind of like winging it. Yeah. You know, let's add a little bit of this, ah, taste it, you know. Who is, who's Andy? Are you a baker or are you the chef making some dish that you're just testing it as it goes on? What is your I, I'd say I, I am the cooker at the moment. <laughs> yeah, working on, work on the baking part. I think that that's, that's the, the that's the awesome um, goal to, to look forward to. Yeah, baking's more of a science. Yeah. We're cooking some more freelancing. Yeah, love, love the analog, an analogy there. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so let's wind this down a little bit. Um, anything you want to share about return on life and, and what that means to you, uh, that you want to make sure that our listeners get something from Andy Yao on return on life? Any advice that you want to give? I'd say, you know, time passes by really fast. Um, you know, I'm noticing that, you know, as, as um, you know, years come by, time passes by really fast and um, you really do need to uh, have that return on life and uh, have somewhat of a balance. And um, I, I'd say, you know, um, you know, don't, don't you, you waste your hours doing, you know, pointless stuff. When you talk to your dad about this or your parents about this, do they say time just speeds up? Oh, absolutely. They they tell me all the time. They they always say, "Hey, Andy, next thing you know, you're gonna have a kid. You're gonna, uh, you know, you're, you're gonna be uh, mid age and uh, much older." And uh, yeah, they they always tell me that. And and they've been telling me that since I was a little kid. And you never really take that to heart until you've uh, grown older and you're like, they were right. <laughs> so yeah, I have a theory on that. As you grow older, you start realizing that you have less time and then you're trying to compress it or find more time. So it feels like it speeds up. Oh, absolutely. When you're 20, you think you've got all the time in the world. And then when you're 60 or 70, also I'm like, oh my goodness, I can see the end. Right. You're feeling that time speeds up. 
different change change events uh, on, on as you as you age. That's right. Yeah. Well, uh, let's go into a speed round. This is a little bit of a speed round. We'll finish sure. up with a speed round. So, what would you pick if you had an experience this evening to go out and dine? Would it be fine dining, takeout, or a home cooked meal? Uh, you know, a good fine dining experience is always good. Okay. I would, I would probably take that. Yeah. So if I gave you those three options, it'd be a home, it'd be a fine dining experience. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Uh, what's your go-to when you want to let your hair down? You want to go and just let loose. What do you do? Travel. I'd say, you know, traveling is definitely one of the uh, things that I do to let loose, you know, go to one of those uh, spots that I've never uh, gone before. And I think that that's a, uh, uh, definitely a good, uh, craziest good place you've gone to or most the most amazing experience you've gone to crazy or most or best experience um i'd say every every experience is great you know every every experience has their own uh moments um you know i've been to australia i think that was um you know an incredible experience mm -hmm. okay so australia's high up there that's awesome what's your favorite band my favorite band um i sorry i don't listen to much music uh I, I mean i do listen to music it's my radio is always on um i don't think i have a particular favorite band at the moment no okay yeah well we'll just go with none then <laughs> yeah sorry yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry to disappoint the audience there no problem do you prefer text talk or email um email emails are great because you you choose when to respond to them you don't need to get back to them right away i think email uh is, is you, you can do multiple emails at once and it's i think the most efficient uh process okay audible or book book do you have any favorite books that you'd like to share um Um, yeah, I mean, sorry, I just, I can't think of the book right from the top of my mind, but yeah, I mean, um, the, you know, the reason why I choose book over audible is just because it's always better to have a physical copy. I just, I always feel that, uh, physical copy is always the better of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Last question, a bit of a trick question. Sure. Um, if you were a scratch and sniff sticker yeah. so if you were a scratch and sniff sticker so here's a sticker you scratch it yeah what is the smell that andy's going to give off and i'll give you i'll give you a couple minutes to, or a couple seconds to think about this i i'm a kite surfer i love to go to the beach i yeah. love the smell of the sand and the ocean breeze and all that so my scratch and sniff sticker is going to be a pina colada with the ocean breeze Oh, that's awesome. That's incredible. That's What's incredible. your scratch and sniff sticker, Andy? Um, Not denim. Is, is it denim? <laughs> <laughs> denim would have a, a, a good smell to it. <laughs> um, you know, I love blueberries. So, mm -hmm. you know, let's put blueberry in there. Um, I love the ocean. Um, but, um, you know, we could um 
you know, we can say uh, it's um, blueberry ocean breeze. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And one last question. What's the most important or best lesson that you've learned in your life that you still live by today that you've taken that lesson and you incorporate into your day today? Um, you know, live with integrity, always be honest. Um, you know, it's always good to be good with people. It's always good to be nice with people because, um, it's, you know, uh, it's, it may, there's ways for it to come back around to you. Um, I believe, I do believe in karma. So I think that it's always good to be, uh, great with people. Mm, great answer. Great answer. Hey, well, everybody, I am so excited. We have an amazing guest, Andy Yell from Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Just an amazing agent, qualified for the 30 under 30, 60 deals last year, <laughs> 60 ends. So just an amazing agent. Thank you so much, Andy, for joining me. You've been a great guest and just can't wait to see this podcast out there. If you see this podcast and you listen to it, please do share it. Andy's got a lot of social media following as well. So check out Andy on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. And what other you are YouTube as well? YouTube. Yep. We're on YouTube, um, LinkedIn, every, every social media platform, Twitter, Snapchat, um, you, you name it. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Andy, for joining me. Well, Randy, thank you for hosting. It's been a pleasure. I really enjoyed this uh, experience and uh, I look forward to it. Fantastic. Thank you.